Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Friday, July 15th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And it includes original stories exclusively from WFUV. I'm Courtney Bergseeker. And I'm Taylor Massetta. Let's get started with the headlines. Starting July 16th, there will be a new national suicide hotline. All you have to do is dial 988. That's right, Taylor. You can call or text 988 to connect with trained professionals during a mental health crisis. The service is a free, confidential, and available 24-7. The House is likely going to vote on two abortion bills today. One is called the Women's Health Protection Act of 2022. It would stop states from making laws to restrict abortion access. Yep, and the other would protect people who travel out of state for an abortion. But the bills aren't expected to pass in the Senate. However, in New York, Governor Hochul says women can come here for abortion care. Here's what she had to say about it. I made a promise to New Yorkers and women all across this country, any woman in need of health care, reproductive health care, will be welcome with open arms here in New York State. And I intend to keep that promise. Hochul also just awarded $10 million to some abortion care providers around the state. Also in New York, Attorney General Letitia James is postponing her investigation into former President Donald Trump. The investigation has to do with his business dealings. That's because of the death of his ex-wife, Ivana Trump. She died yesterday at the age of 73. She was found at the bottom of a staircase in her Upper East Side townhouse. Authorities have ruled out foul play but are still investigating the cause of death. The Attorney General's office offered their condolences and plans to reschedule the deposition soon. Topps Friendly Supermarket is reopening in Buffalo today. The grocery store has been closed since the racially motivated mass shooting at the store in May. The store underwent significant renovations to repair damages, and yesterday, community members held a prayer service to honor the victims of the attack. Topps is a crucial part of the community because it is the only grocery store in the predominantly black neighborhood. High gas prices have electric cars trending for both regular drivers and racers, There's actually one of those races happening here in New York City this weekend. Yeah, it's the New York City E-Prix. This Formula E race covers a 14-turn course in Red Hook, Brooklyn. It's actually the only racing series in New York City. It sure is going to be electric. After all, the E in Formula E stands for electric. All of the cars in the race are powered by electric batteries, and the series wants to practice sustainable racing to lower gas emissions. You know, I've actually been following another sustainability story. 30% of greenhouse gas emissions come from buildings in New York, so environmental groups are pushing for a new law to lower those emissions. That's really interesting. Let's hear some more about that. Gas free. NYC. Gas free. NYC. Gas free. NYC. Exactly right. Gas free NYC. That's the sound of environmental activists cheering on former New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, signing a local law in 2021. The law banned gas hookups in most future buildings. Now, environmental groups want a similar statewide law, the All-Electric Building Act. It would ban natural gas in new builds starting in 2023 for buildings under seven stories and 2027 for buildings over seven stories. Climate advocates say the bill is key to meeting New York's emissions goals. Natural gas companies are against passing the bill. In a state assembly committee hearing, Randy Rosinski, who's a representative of National Fuel Gas Distribution Corporation, says the law is too extreme. Prohibitions on the use of natural gas appliances and infrastructure 
and bans on natural gas service are extraordinary measures that will impair energy reliability and increase costs for consumers. Rasinski says hybrid heating systems, which use both electric and gas, are a safer idea. He also says investing in new technologies that use low-carbon fuels like hydrogen would lower emissions without banning gas. But Dr. Stephen Cohen says he's not so sure about relying on these new technologies. Uh, that's a slippery slope, because what happens then uh, is that technology hasn't developed fully. Well, let's just use the fossil fuel. Cohen's the director of the Earth Institute's research program on sustainability policy and management at Columbia University. He says the transition to a low-carbon future will require careful planning to make sure New Yorkers have dependable access to energy. And it won't happen overnight, but this bill only applies to future buildings. So Cohen says it wouldn't cause major disruptions. You know, unlike places like Arizona, California, or Florida, where there's a lot of new construction, uh, most of the buildings in New York State and New York City are old. So certainly uh, you could do new buildings without it having much of a negative impact. Annie Carforo is an organizer at WEACT, an environmental justice nonprofit founded in Harlem. She says there are actually many reasons to stop using natural gas, emissions goals aside. The gas lobby has done a really excellent job for decades convincing us that cooking with gas is the best option, it's safe, and it hasn't been until recently that there's just mounting evidence that shows how dangerous it is to have gas in your home and how um, impactful that can be on your health. Researchers at Stanford say gas stoves expose people to harmful pollutants that cause respiratory illnesses. And they estimate methane leaking from stoves across the U.S. has the same climate impact as about 500,000 cars. Carforo says in New York, communities of color are the most heavily affected by these pollutants. She says the All Electric Building Act is a win-win for New York emissions and public health. I'm Courtney Bergseeker, WFUV News. That was my co-host, Courtney Bergseeker, on the All-Electric Building Act. And in sports, the New York Yankees just wrapped up a lackluster series against the Reds. They're getting ready for a rivalry weekend in the Bronx. WFUV's Colin Loughran has the story and more from across the world of sports. Indeed. Last night, the Yankees lost a 7-6 clunker to the Cincinnati Reds after falling behind 4-1. Aaron Judge and Glaber Torres belted a solo shot and a two-run home run to tie the game, but ultimately Joey Votto and his Reds small-balled their way to a 7-4 lead. The Bombers added two runs thanks to a Matt Carpenter two-run home run, but it would not be enough. The Yanks will aim to recover from the series loss tonight as they welcome in the rival Boston Red Sox for a three-game set. Jordan Montgomery will take the hill in Game 1 for New York and face off against Beantown's nasty Nate Ivaldi. Meanwhile, the Crosstown Mets just keep on rolling, as after taking two of three from the Atlanta Braves, they routed the Chicago Cubs last night by a final of 8 to nothing. Carlos Carrasco tossed six scoreless innings and also recorded six strikeouts en route to a win. Offensively, the Amazons got home runs from Brandon Nimmo and polar bear Pete Alonzo. The Mets will continue the four-game set at Wrigley this weekend. On the ice... The New Jersey Devils signed winger Andre Palat to a five-year, $30 million deal. As a Stanley Cup champ, he'll join young stars such as Jack Hughes and add experience to a roster that is on the rise. And finally, in the NBA, both the Knicks and Nets had some summer league action going on yesterday. 
the Knicks bested the Orlando Magic by a score of 102 to 89, and the Nets won their bout against the Minnesota Timberwolves by a mark of 102 to 83. Cam Thomas was impressive for Brooklyn, dropping 26 points, and Miles McBride led the way on the Knicks scoreboard with 23 points of his own. With WFUV Sports, I'm Colin Lochran. Thanks, Colin. Now, let's get moving and grooving with the latest music news from WFUV DJ Alisa Ali. Cat Power has recorded some great covers throughout her career, but now she's covering an entire show, Bob Dylan's 1966 Royal Albert Hall concert. And fun fact, this show actually took place at the Free Trade Hall in Manchester, but it was mislabeled on the bootlegs and the live album. In any event, this widely circulated concert infamously documents the raucous disapproval of the crowd when Dylan went electric during his second set. Cat Power will recreate the show in its entirety at Royal Albert Hall on on November 6th, and I wonder if she'll get someone in the audience to yell, Judas! Mumford & Sons frontman Marcus Mumford has announced a solo album. He reassures fans that he has the full blessing and permission of the band that he is still in to do this. His self-titled debut, produced by Blake Mills, will be released on September 16th. Brandy Carlisle, Monica Martin, Claro, and Phoebe Bridgers all make guest appearances. Phoebe Bridgers was recently in and on the news. Earlier this week, she was on MSNBC's Mavericks with Ari Melber discussing her stance on the recent over returning of Roe v. Wade. Bridgers has long been an advocate for abortion rights and is vocal about that at her shows. She says she's only seen people walk out twice after she's said something at a show, but actually feels validated by that. She thinks she's mostly preaching to the choir, but is glad to be getting the message out to people who disagree with her. Bridgers has pledged a dollar of each ticket sale from her concerts to the Mariposa Fund. Some lucky Lizzo fans in New York City are going to be having a lot of fun this week weekend as they listen to her new album special and experience a special intergalactic light show at Cipriani 25 Broadway. The show, dubbed Lizzoverse, starts every two hours from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. and will take place this Saturday and Sunday. Unfortunately, all tickets were snapped up in 45 minutes. There's still a way to see Lizzoverse, though, and you don't even need the James Webb Space Telescope. Amazon Music live streams the full show on Twitch at 6 p.m. tonight, July 15th. That was Elisa Ali, WFUV's midday host. You can hear her on weekdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on 90.7 FM. And that's our show for today. I'm Taylor Massetta. And I'm Courtney Bergseeker. Check back with us next Monday at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.